Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Soap fans and true believers. We are so happy to announce this is the new format of Believe in Soap Operas. It will be video and audio after this episode, so I would like to officially introduce my co-host, Darrell Anthony, who will be joining us each week live on Facebook and YouTube every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific, so after all your stories. And the audio version will still be hitting your podcast feed the next day. This episode, we discuss the weekend soaps for January 18th and the Aaron Hershey Presley controversy on TMZ, including her actual connection to General Hospital. So enjoy! to believe in soap operas. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Lucretia Lyon, and with me, hopefully always, is Mr. Jarell Anthony. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's so good to be back with you. How have you been, Lucretia? I have been pretty good. Like, I, I'm very busy, which is nice. And, and considering early on in the pandemic, and I, I know things are, you know, kind of trying to go back to normal as best we can, there was so much time, you felt like, but... I had this going on, luckily, the whole time. And when when you want to really invest in something, and two, being as this is a soap opera podcast and there are four soaps on, yeah. it that takes up a lot of time. And uh, I've got so many other things. And live hockey is back. So, yeah, so how I about know you? You're a hockey fan. <laughs> yeah. I know you love hockey. I know. I was like sporting my stars. We are undefeated. Again, we're only two games in and we played the same team, but this is how COVID works now. And it was so fun to go to the game uh, because like nobody really knows what to do other than you wear your mask. And then they're like, okay, you scan a QR code and take a health survey. And, uh, you know, if you pass that, then you're allowed in. (laughs) <laughs> but how do you but how do you feel about the health surveys though because like i've went to the doctor a few times i know that's totally different than a game but they're like yeah. have you came in contact with anyone who you think has COVID?" i mean bitch i don't know maybe <laughs> like, bitch, I don't know. i'm just gonna say no and then it's like have you traveled and i think yeah. that while a lot of us want to be integrally honest there are people who maybe are anti-maskers or whatever may not yeah. believe in the virus that might say uh no i haven't traveled and they've just came back from you know a trip around the world so mm-hmm. i i worry about those kind of surveys because i'm just like I, I think what would be the easiest thing would be to do rapid testing on so i mean that's the ideal thing right when you go places oh, yeah. you can be i've known them. people but they're throwing parties like and that's what they're doing they like you know yeah. because again when you're calling kaepernick's lawyer that's one of the ones i know you can afford that uh <laughs> So, so yeah, like you can afford the rapid testing. The NHL, probably not, but I know that the Miami Heat are doing rapid testing with dogs. So the dogs will sniff out COVID. And because and I, I don't know if people are aware, like how much of this 
Yeah, and, and that's interesting. Yeah, it's just really cool because, again, it's kind of nice being socially distanced at the, mm -hmm. the hockey arena, even though American Airlines Center is so big. And I'm like, wait, people have probably already tuned out of this show. I should definitely cut this part out because <laughs> nobody gives a crap about hockey or sports when we're watching soaps. But in conclusion, everybody's really socially distanced. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually much more enjoyable where it's just like, wow. so to so me, my mom, my brother, we, we're not around people who probably didn't want to be around us with our funny mask. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally cool. I mean, look, when it's kind of going back to what you were saying about yeah. uh, the dogs, um, you know, it, it makes me think of, you know, soaps not having animals much on screen anymore. I remember back in the day on GH, Lucky yeah. had his own dog. Um, and, you know, I that was such a staple of the show. I mean, the dog was even in the opening credits for crying out loud. And it's just that like, was so cute. Yeah. what happened to the days of soaps having like animals on the show? And do you think that it's just because of how much it costs or maybe like, you know, with the animal trainer and everything on set? I just, I mean, GH had um, Roxy, the- um, Yeah, the, the bearded dragon, Finn's bearded dragon. And Jake has a dog that stays at the quarter range, didn't he? Yeah. We yeah, that Franco, I think, got, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say yeah. that I was so I got to be on set with Roxy the Bearded Dragon, and I got to actually see the uh, animal trainers uh, come in, and like the the dragon is so trained, it's almost like they know what to do, like they know like on the word action when to start moving, like it's really crazy. So it's almost like the animals have actually been trained to act as well, and so I I thought that was so cool. It was like a scene with like it was actually Hayden and Finn's first scene at the floating rib, rest in peace, floating rib. Um, <laughs> so it was so crazy to see the, the dragon like waiting and they were like action and they were like, all right, let's do it. And it was like, and cut and the dragon would stop. And it was like, it knew what to do on what. And I was just like, who is trying? I feel like the how to train your dragon. Literally yeah. that's what it is. How <laughs> to train your dragon. Oh my um, God, it's been a busy week in soaps though. So like, let's get into it, shall we? Oh, I know, because I could go on and on about how I need to train uh, Loki, the most beautiful dog in the world, to do that. But I don't, I don't think he's as good as a bearded dragon for the the camera yet. He's still a baby, but yeah. You can always learn <laughs> to be trained. Yes, uh, they did deem him as trainable at OD obedience school, so. Yay, that's so exciting. <laughs> I, I'm getting more used to dogs because I actually, so when I was five years old, I had a dog like rip my face off to the bone and I have- Oh my God. So I actually am a little terrified of dogs, but you know, if they're little and they like me and we can accommodate, we're fine. Oh, he's not little, he's a big boy. He's uh, almost 60 pounds, a husky. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as long as he doesn't growl, I mean, if he does- No, yeah, he's like, sweetie. <laughs> well, I love that. So kind of going through everything, man. So uh, let's start with some not so sweet news. So Aaron Hershey Presley, um, this week, she made uh, quite a um, name for herself again <laughs> when she came out against uh, the teachers in school um, having their students or giving them the option to watch uh, the inauguration. How do you feel about that? And also on a little bit of shady note, how do you feel about her actually being referred to as well-known general hospital actress? Let's be clear. You know, I, I used to give TMZ a lot of credit because I, I do like and respect Harvey Levin and, and used to, they were really on top of the news. They, they were just simply reporting. But with this, it shows that 
whoever wrote this article did not do their research. Yes, she was most recently on General Hospital. Um, and, and luckily, I guess, for, for us uh, who may not <laughs> enjoy what she did, that she was killed off. But Alison Barrington, the character that she played, was on Port Charles. And I love how everyone always tries to forget that that show existed. And again, it was before Passions, everyone who always wants to be, you know, Passions, they did that, the horror stuff. They did the supernatural. Well, Dark Shadows did it first in the late 60s and 70s. And then there was Port Charles, guys. And, and then Passions. passions. It was yeah. in between that days of our lives, you know. Those did that stuff, yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, and that was the thing is like, oh man, I get that you were lazy. And again, this is what people don't realize. A lot of times, especially the people who are just writing the articles, they're not your main TMZ reporters. And and that's one thing to note. This is not one of your higher paid people. It, this is, you know, a low level lackey, you could say, who, who wrote this. And again, they probably... Just like I know, occasionally our favorite soaps will do that when, when say, they want to research hockey. And instead of picking Rick Nash, who was in New York at the time, General Hospital picked Sidney Crosby because literally I tested the theory. When you Google hockey player, that's the first person who comes up, sadly. Um, but yeah, you know, it would have made more sense to have a New York player, but okay. But this was an example of someone putting in a name. And of course, that was the last thing she did, uh, to my knowledge. Because in Port Charles, you, they might not realize was a, a spinoff, and that's why. Because, again, to, like clicking into the IMDb page probably was a little more than they wanted to do. But that was so funny to me because so many people are like, really? General Hospital? She was in, like, two episodes. <laughs> she literally was. And honestly, I think that someone on Twitter gave it, like, they were like, she was at least eight episodes. And I was like, I don't even think it was that many. I was like, because <laughs> she, like, came in, and yeah. I think she had, like, a whole episode and a half. And then she was dead by the end of the half of the second one. So... I mean, look, I'm totally for, I, I know that we do have to get back to a place where everyone can talk about their political beliefs and how they feel. Um, yeah, not you know, the and, all names, like, you know, sadly. <laughs> right. And, and, then, and then we also have to, we have to figure out what we want our schools to teach. Because I personally think if schools taught you about politics and slavery and, and racism and all of those things and didn't shy away from those controversial topics, then maybe you could give kids an opportunity to learn. Um, so I think that, it, first of all, the teacher wrote back and she was just like, listen, I personally think that it, it was a choice. Like she gave a choice and it was, and she did ask permission, you know, it was like sign yeah. this if you kid. You know, so they, I don't think the school did anything wrong. Now, Aaron's response, I think, was very um, angry only because, um, and I don't want to judge anyone's political um, thought process, but maybe it's implying that she did not believe the election may have been in the favor of the person she wanted. I'm not sure, um, because she seemed very angry at that. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't. I don't know Aaron personally. But I. I think that there's. Yeah, so maybe it's just all politics. Like it, it, it really could have been because it wasn't like 
specific. I, I will give her the benefit of the doubt there that it was it was kind of a, a rude response. But I think, yeah. and too, sometimes people may have misunderstood the historic part. Again, maybe if Joe Biden isn't your guy, you didn't like this to be considered historic. But then you have to think about, well, what about Kamala Harris? I mean, she's not only the first woman, but she's the first black woman as the vice president. Like, that is historic. That's a big deal. And, you know, that may have been, and again, sometimes people misunderstand things and, and you get into it. And, but like you say, it, it would be different if say they, they'd force this and it was just like, yep, that's what we let them do. And for whatever reason you had an issue with that, but it was, like you said, they asked and gave it as an option. Right. And what's so upsetting about this, Lucretia, to be honest, is I feel so, I feel so sad because I grew up watching all these soaps and I remember Allison on Port Charles. I love that character, yeah. by the way, on Port Charles. And um, yeah, She was one of the major characters towards the end there. Yeah, she was. And, you know, obviously she had the storyline that uh, continued on the General Hospital. She had a son that was on General Hospital yeah. who eventually passed away as well. But for me, what was so sad about the whole situation and, and, and everything with politics in the past four years and how they bled into our soaps are, we're finding out a bunch of our soap faves who we love may or may not have voted in opposition of itself, whether that's either Republican or whether that's Democrat, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you have a lot of people now not wanting to watch certain soap actors, uh, asking for certain soap actor, actors to be fired. Uh, you know, there's speculation that Melissa Reeves, you know, not only did she not come back because of COVID, but maybe she didn't come back because of some things she might've liked on social media that some of her castmates were speaking out about. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because I've always loved Jennifer Horton as a Melissa Reeves. Um, but, you know, I love Katie as well, but I, I think it's just very, um, it's very upsetting and it does put a mirror up to a bunch of our favorites. And I was talking to someone the other day and they explained to me, they were like, there's, and they have a really good handle on the soap industry. And they were just saying to me, there are so many people in the soap world who may not believe politically what you do. And if you find out what they actually against and for, you might have your heart broken. And I was just like, ah, so like, I mean, my question to you well, is- not just soaps, it's anybody. I mean, and, and two, sometimes people may not share the same beliefs, uh, you know, whatever they are. And yes, there are some things that are bigger than others, but I, and I know that we, we love to demonize everybody on, on one side or the other, depending on what you're on. But we do have to understand that people are people. And yeah. if that if you believe that person is good hearted and, and they've never done anything to you, they've never done anything that you know about that does actually cause harm to people, then I think we need to learn to find a little bit more common ground instead of just trying to cancel people and get them fired. And again, that that it being said, if people are a problem because of it, if if they are an anti-masker, for example, and and they don't want to wear a mask, and they get told that that's it, like y you can either wear a mask and be safe for everybody on work, you know that that's just an example. Uh, that then that's endangering other people, and that's not really your call. That's a guideline for work, and and again, that's a belief, and you can have that belief but you can't come to work that way. And I think some people are confused by that. And again, those beliefs, you know, may not be political or whatever, but there's, there's a line where it is harming other people and causing problems, or there's yeah. just, you believe something stupid. I mean, and, and it could be like, 
you believe the earth is flat. I mean, there's a lot of dumb yeah. things, you know, but I you know mean, what, if you're flat earther and you want to, and you wear your mask, you know what, fine. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you full heartedly. I mean, look, I, I, I've been so torn about one in particular, and I know we have some other topics we wanted to bring up, but I wanted to talk about <laughs> very briefly, um, like Ingo Rademacher, for example. Yeah. Um, I know that he's been getting a terrible, but I, I had like my most recent, the last time I filmed the GH was with him and Nancy Legrand. Um, and he was so kind. He was yeah. so kind. He came up to me and we had a conversation. He asked where I was from. He was just a really genuinely nice guy. And I have to say that obviously I'll never get into any Twitter words with people about it, but him being nice and being very kind does not take away from the things that he said and done. And as you were saying, yeah. Lucretia, there are things that we can disagree about. And, mm -hmm. and then there are bigger things. Like, let's disagree about whether pineapple should be on pizza. Let's not disagree about if there's a race war and Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ inclusion and women inclusion and equal rights. Like, let's not disagree on that. Let's disagree on, like, food items or, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask and your job tells you to, like you said, yeah. that, hey, there's consequences. You are free for freedom of speech and all of that, but yeah. you're not free from freedom of uh, like consequences, like consequences yeah, happen. Exactly. That's what I always say. It's like freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. And, right. and that includes, you know, you and I, I mean, obviously I say things all the time that might have consequences to me. May not like it, but guess what? Uh, you know, I use my real name, I use my own photo, and I own that. And you know what? Luckily, I haven't, I am with a network, but even if I wasn't, because I've not been in the past sometimes, it, that that is my problem. And but when you work for a network, sometimes there are certain things that they can let you go for if if people don't like it and 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 again that's because and that is the beauty of the free market uh, guys like and i don't really understand why certain people are, are upset about that now is guess what if you don't do what your boss wants you to do they can fire you and sometimes that includes maybe not saying things on twitter okay but I mean, that's look, the guideline, liking, yeah. And, and not liking certain things, because here's what happens. Your likes tell more about you. I saw a post that Nancy Lee Grand had posted one time, and she said, your likes tell more about you than what you actually say. And then some of these people, and not just Soapstar Twitter, yeah. but some of these people, you can go to their likes and see what they're liking. And if I go to your page and see where you <laughs> like something that's against like equality for African-American people, I'm going to have some questions and I'm going to have some concerns. And then it's hard to watch shows because you're watching shows and you know, like I, I watched a scene of GH today. Um, th there was a scene, I won't give any spoilers for those who haven't seen it, um, but there was a scene with Valentine, Jax and Nina all together <laughs> in a room. And all I could oh, think of the whole time was how are Cynthia Watros and and um james patrick stewart yeah uh my favorite <laughs> literally my mind went blank but how are they doing that scene and i'm like of course because they're professionals they would never let yeah. their personal beliefs in the way of work but you have to know like sometimes those thoughts are still in the back of your head you're human you're human i mean obviously you're embodying yeah. the character of valentine and nina and and all of that but you're human i mean you know what your, your co-worker thinks or how they feel and so Sometimes that can be very difficult, but in a positive thing, I want to turn it around is General Hospital just announced about Good Morning America doing synergy with them. How do you feel about that? Yeah, like 
because uh, I always, when I would tune in live on the ABC app or whatever, I would see the GMA3 beforehand. It's like the what you need to know. And and I really appreciate stuff like that because that is one of the major complaints, especially about what's going on, is that people aren't getting the information on like telehealth or other things they can do. And that is what they do. And, and this is smart. I really love when ABC integrates the other things and to use like the real set and uh, or, or like, you know, a real thing inside the show makes it feel more real. And and GH does a good job of making three-dimensional characters anyway. But I do like that this is going to be part of a storyline. Yeah. And not just I, like, hey, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the story is. I hear it's very exciting. I hear that everyone's been pretty top-lipped about it. But the preview this week gave everyone, like, everybody's like, wait, what's going on? There's a story being released. And, you know, a lot of... Um, Publications that went out over the weekend about the Good Morning American, they said this is part of an explosive secret being revealed. Now, I'm thinking that that secret might have something to do with Finn and uh, Anna okay. and, yeah. and all of that and Chase. And I'm thinking that that could be the big secret. Some people have theorized that maybe Sasha um, could be Chase's actual sister or something through Jackie Templeton. I don't know. Um, yeah, that seems weird, especially considering they made out. Like, this isn't the... <laughs> that, this, this isn't passions, literally. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen so many fan theories, and I'm really, really excited to see what happens, because here lately, General Hospital has been doing a really good job with those payoffs. So, I'm totally excited. Do you have any theories of what might come out? Yeah, like I was thinking because of who it is, it, there's so many things because Sasha is honest about her drug problem. So I, right. I don't feel like it's anything about Sasha unless it's something, say, we don't know. Um, but yeah, I could see it being about actually Jackie sort of flipping the script. But it, it, it does say that Willow comforts Sasha. But a lot of times, like they say very vague little things because maybe she's upset because the interview was derailed for whatever reason. <laughs> like, they do. And I have to give GH props for that. A lot of their spoilers, like, like are crazy. I remember when the after the explosion from the floating rib, and it was like uh, the that Monday spoiler said Dante and Dustin have a common goal, and it was like, oh yeah. great, they're looking for Lulu. And then I remember in the first fifteen minutes, Lulu's walking around. I'm like, wait, then what's their common goal? And then you find out at the end it's because Dustin dies, and he tells Dante take care of Lulu and love her. And I'm like, oh, that's what they meant by common goal. So a lot of times oh, yeah. you can't really tell if like what's going on. So I, I applaud that. Like I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's just like, uh, as we were talking before we got on mic about the, the teaser this week, when everyone's looking at their phone, like, oh my God, like a news alert, as you would if you have those notifications on, and the people that they had looking at the news alert are Liz and Nick, and then you have uh, Michael, and you're like, so what this? what is this about at first? Because it was very odd, and I'm like, oh, this must be about Franco. So maybe, again, I kind of like that that we are sort of leaning more into Peter is like this bad public, like, because Peter at this point should just be a bad guy. I mean, we know that Peter is going to be on the show. Um, sorry, I know a lot of fans don't like that, but it is what it is. So the best thing we can do, hope for, and uh, the best thing we can hope for here is that we get Peter 
in a role that sort of fits. And him being like a sleazy publisher who, you know, posts things is great. I mean, essentially that's what, and again, guys, a huge leap. I would, I would never compare these two characters or, or actors, certainly that were in the role, even though one of them's, uh, you know, about to be talked about here is Franco, Roger Howarth's character. It's like, when he was Todd, Todd was, you know, Todd did a lot worse than Peter, guys, uh, let's face it. And they sort of figured out what to do with him and get him into the intruder. So it is kind of interesting to see that that's Peter's role as well. And that was Todd's paper. And they even mentioned it on Days this week, fun little nod. But yeah, him being the tabloid sleazy producer sort of works. We don't need to redeem that guy. He can be sort of a bad guy in the background and sort of drive story. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. First of all, pause. I did not hear about the intruder on days. Did they say Todd Manning's name? They didn't. They just said the intruder. So that was wow. what I thought was funny. When Gwen's article, uh, that was where she posted it. Of, you oh, know, yeah. The tell-all about, you know, banging Chad as the nanny. I, I love me some Gwen. I love me some Gwen. Can't wait to talk about that. So there's yeah. the intruder and there's the invader. Like, here's the thing. I have to say, I would be happier if they leaned into Peter being a villain a little bit longer. I feel that maybe his redemption story was too quick. And I think that that may be why, because I remember watching, it was when Molly Burnett was playing the role of Maxie uh, temporarily. And I remember her being in a hospital bed and she hated Peter. And like, she was so angry at him and blamed him for Nathan's death. And I feel like the turnaround from her and Nina and everybody else forgiving and loving Peter was so quick. And I know a lot of that had to do with Anna being his mom, but I feel like that turnaround, well, not his real mom, of course, but her, you know, saying that, I feel like the turnaround was so quick that it didn't get yeah, fans. Didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that fans, you know, Wes Ramsey, he's a sweetheart. He's a great actor. Um, you know, yeah. I and he was that, really good in a lot of scenes this week. I, I know that. Again, this is one of those uh, that we try not to give too much fan service here because, again, we like Wes. I mean, I don't always like Peter, but I feel like we're we're finally finding his groove. And, and yeah, it's taken a little bit, but a lot of it has to do with the change in direction, like you're saying. Like Him and um, Valentin kind of switch roles because for so yeah, long, I like that. Valentin was so manipulative about everything, <laughs> and he still has his manipulations, of course, but the way... James Patrick plays that is is so endearing and like you fell in love with Valentin and now I feel like I know I am. Into, oh, oh, yeah, he is. He's so sexy. Uh, it's the smile that gets me. But if you if they lean into Peter being evil and release and not make Maxie and Anna seem so dumb when it comes smart, in, yeah, yeah, when they're not. Yeah, yeah it, it, it makes it seem, because they're not blind characters. I mean, Anna was an ex-ISA agent, I mean, WSB agent, sorry, I've gotten Days and Matt confused. With their I know, I'm like invader, intruder, like, I was like, nods here, there. <laughs> yeah. And so, for me, it's just like, you have that, and then you have Maxie, who has, she was the scheme queen, so for them to not to catch on to... Peter and his machinations, it just seems weird and out of character for them. But I'm assuming it's because General Hospital has a big surprise for us. Because look, everything that we've asked for from GH this past year or so, they've given to us. We were like, oh my yeah. God, why is Dustin here? Why is Dev here? Why is this going on? Oh my God, Lulu, we're so tired of having Lulu whine. And so now we don't hear Lulu anymore. And it's like, I feel like 
people are like, we wanted more representation of color on the screen. We have Taggart, we have Jordan, we have Portia. Um, I love me some Portia. Portia takes no shit from nobody. Trina, you have Aunt Stella popping in every now and then. Yeah. Now you have uh, the two, Lenny and uh, his wife, Phyllis, Phyllis, who are taking yeah, care I of Yeah, I like these characters. Yeah, I, but, yeah. So, we're, so we get our wishes. So I just think maybe if people hold on a little bit longer, hopefully we get the payoff that we want to see from this storyline. Yeah, and, and that's just the thing uh, with it is sometimes you have to be patient, guys. And, and like you said, a lot of the complaints that that fans have had it, within reason they've tried to figure out a way to make th certain things happen they are listening but sometimes uh, you know just caution people sometimes saying certain things it's like that isn't going to happen for whatever reason you know maybe people don't want to be on screen every day cuz cuz again it, it is frustrating when just the, you know the fact is i get that it Laura Wright, Maurice Bernard, and Steve Burton are the leads of the show. Ever since Carly and Jason and Sonny were characters, they have been the leads. And that's just how it is. And and they've earned their space, especially like because with Maurice and, and Steve, they've been there for a while. But with Laura Wright, she's the fourth Carly. And every Carly's had because that that is such a popular character and she's really deep i mean she is a spencer guys like i know we don't always nod to that except you know apparently today but it is one of those things that that sometimes we have to take ourselves out of it and yes they're not my favorite characters either but i am currently enjoying them in their storylines that and so they address that it's like look we're not going to take screen time away from them, but we are rotating more and we are giving them better stories that sort of don't always put them in the they're the hero light. And, and that's and, me. I was like, so they've asked uh, everything I've gotten, I've asked for for the most part that, that can and, happen. Yeah. And they're putting them in different stories. They're connected to, I mean, you have Carly going up against Cyrus. She basically took Sonny's <laughs> role. She connected the lady. You, you have Jason spending a lot more time with Britt. And listen, I love their that. Chemistry, their chemistry is off the charts. You have Sam. Fun. Yeah, yeah. You you have Sam spending time with her family and her mother and dealing with that and spending more time with Dante coming up. I mean, you have a lot of things that are gonna be. <laughs> and some people may be excited about that, but <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a Lulu fan, and and I get a little like we we got rid of Lulu to to and again, this is the thing with with Sam and, and uh, is that it's always about a relationship, and like you say, I would actually just more prefer her to be you know, a ear for her mother and everything she's going through than to see her in another relationship. Because to me, as a, as a character, uh, the, and they do this a lot, unfortunately, with the female characters on the show. It's not just Sam, but, and not just GH. It's sort of been a staple. Is like, women can't go around without a boyfriend, without a love interest. But if that's sort of been toxic for them, especially being, you know, in a super couple for so long, why why are we trying to to already branch out there especially with when both of them have so many other things going on that they should that well in my opinion should be more involved with and yeah. and yeah it is just unfortunate with an iconic character i mean the daughter of luke and laura being pushed aside for something like this yeah well i here's what i think i think that I don't necessarily know if Dante and Sam will be in love, but I do think that she's gonna be there for him and Rocco 
Um, I, 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 but I, I'm almost more interested in Maxi being that role too. I, I think oh yeah, because I like their chemistry much better, and I feel like that is a little bit more real. I mean, we, because that's something we've really come to to love, and we saw the in the What If episode with uh, with Dante and Sam being a couple a long time ago. That was fun. They do have chemistry, but the Maxi scenes just seem so much more real in the way that that they do have this relationship and i really like the way that uh dom and kristen uh kirsten storms play off one another and yeah. and it just it just seems so natural and it just fits too because especially maxi naming her baby after lulu there's all this history there because you know with georgie and and how that was hurt hurt both dante and lulu and how that all came about there is this history and there is this love. And if they were to even step over that line, how much more drama would that be when Lulu ultimately returns? Because the way that they've written this currently is whether it's Emmy Ryland or not, Lulu will return. I do think Lulu will return. I'm not so sure it'll be Amy Riley. A lot of people are thinking that it's going to be Julie Marie again and yeah. that that's going to help her reignite the maxi in her feud. Because again, you know, when characters are in comas, I don't expect her to wake up the same, not even with the same face, yeah. but I don't expect her to wake up with the same attitude. I don't expect her to want to be a journalist again. I, I think that this is an opportunity to take Lulu in a completely different direction. Honestly, I think that Lulu should either be a police officer or she should be working at the hospital. Um, I don't think that the journalist route was ever a way for Lulu to go. And I mean, honestly, we could use more female police on staff. I mean, you have Jordan, but she's kind of like crooked. And then you have uh, Valerie, who you Valerie. never um, and so I, I think that Lulu being on the police force could be interesting. Well, but like with there, I mean, I, I agree it would be interesting, but it's like a hey, lucky, you know, is a, was a cop. Dante was a cop. Uh, Valerie, like we do already sort of have the, the Spencer family, like, and then, you know, Dante, of course, in there as a cop and i actually as much as i found it annoying in a way lulu take going the journalist route it sort of fit her and, and i will say like i actually always enjoyed emmy's performance it was not always the writing that was good and 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 to me that fit emmy's lulu and where they were going with that and yeah, and, and, and i feel like if julie were to come back yeah it would be a little different but I see her sort of being a little like a like a mini Kim Delaney, um, and and so a little like Jackie, maybe a little bit less, you know, mommy blogger journalist like sometimes yeah. they would have Lulu be, but more like a hard hitting. Yeah, I mean, I I hear that too, and I mean, I think that they just need more focus on it because they would just be like Lulu's a journalist, yeah. and it was kind of like whatever. Um, but I think with her coming back the first things first is she's going to come back to all this turmoil. I feel like everyone maybe forgot her. So I, I think that that'll be good. And I, you know, when I was talking about the GA, uh, the, the Good Morning America 3, yeah. you know, being on the show, the reason I asked you about that is because I wonder how a lot of people feel, especially what they feel that like Good Morning America kind of took over and took away all my children and one life to live, which Mark Consuelos just this week came back and he was talking about um, all my children coming back as Pine Valley. And I know we talked about this the last time we got together, but um, 
Are you feeling a little bit more confident that we're going to see some original characters and, and original actors on this primetime version of Pine Valley? Yes. And, and and two, I know that not everyone I've talked to is as excited as we are, of course, about Pine Valley. And like you say, the, the GMA uh, three hour like had taken over the, the slots of all my children in One Life to Live. But they weren't the initial you know, things that took over. It was the Chew, which ironically had done something similar to this when yeah. they did the, the unfortunate uh, Pickled Lila uh, storyline. But I did enjoy Jane Elliott and Sean Kanan in that. But it was silly but yeah so th they had had a lot of crossover with the chew and what was the other one i don't even remember it, it was like um, it was carla uh, hall came onto the show as cook number three or something yeah. like that yeah and that was the thing is she came on but i was trying to think of the other show that was canceled like almost immediately with oh, tim gunn yeah the yeah it was something with tim gunn and and i like him but it was like oh they, and they neither one did that well like the chew did a little bit better and it was on for a little longer and they did at least try to do some crossover but with um yeah and i think that's the thing is the gma i don't really see as competition because those shows had been off so for so long but i am really excited about pine valley and i do feel like they are really investing in the soaps again we're i mean we're able to buy stuff in the abc shop for general hospital they're doing the broadway cares event with actors from all my children and one life to live that weren't currently on GH or in recent years. So it seems to me that they really are investing in reaching out and making this something. And that's why you're seeing a lot more soap content and and uh, this renewance of nostalgia. Because again, with the way things are, more people are at home. If you're working from home, you can turn on your TV and watch your stories, uh, you know, depending on what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, listen, I'll say this. Um, I, I, I do agree about the resurgence in soaps. I mean, I was watching ABC primetime, um, like, over the weekend, and there was a General Hospital promo. And oh, yeah, they are promoting it. And, and, and so for me, I'm like, listen, this is a good thing. I mean, while you might disagree on storylines, just be glad that we still can disagree because yeah. we could not have a story to talk about. So I'm in complete support of Pine Valley. I hope I get to visit Pine Valley. Um, oh, although yeah. I love I love Fort Charles, but if they're shooting Pine Valley here in New York, how great would that be? Because I'm right here. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where they might take it, um, whether they're going to ignore the last five years, that they, the five-year jump that they did, um, or are they going to go back and say some of that existed and some of it didn't? You know, are they going to age AJ and Miranda and them? Are they going to be played by older actors? Like, what's going to happen? So I'm excited to support that and, and you know, the coming uh, around of that. And most importantly, out of sight of that, I'm super excited about uh, Victoria Conafal coming back. The days of our lives. Um, I like Victoria. I really do. I do too. I, I I feel like the character of Sierra. I was a little nervous because um, she was played by an actress before her, Vivian Giovanni, um, who I do want to give props to because she did have to do a very difficult storyline um, with the rape that Sierra went to. Now, that was very difficult for a lot of people. It happened in a horde living room on the couch. A lot of people are still upset about that. That couch still has not been changed. Um, but oh, that's it's, it's so crazy. And every time Sierra walks in, I'm like, she sees the couch, like, come on people. But I'm excited to see her come back and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. But this begs the question, Lucretia, her mother Hope is off looking for her. So what are they gonna do about that? Because Christian Alfonso has stated that she is not coming back under no circumstances. So will they recast Hope? Yeah. Will they 
Will they say that Hope died looking for her daughter? Will Hope be kidnapped and we don't see her? What's going to happen? Will Hope trade places with her daughter and say, kidnap me and take her and let her live her life? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I have no idea. And it is unfortunate that uh, Christian Alfonso at this time is not interested in coming back and possibly wrapping up this story. And the whole looking for her daughter was sort of a good way to write her out that because they didn't have that many options when they were off and she just wasn't interested in coming back. And it's one of those things that in a perfect world, she would come back and wrap this up and have a nice, happy ending with Bo. But I mean, we had Peter come back years ago. Again, Days is something I'm new to, but I do understand like he came back even after saying, oh, he wasn't interested. So so again, never say never. Um, but at this time, what can we do? And what will Hope say when her daughter is back? And I do know that we have, you know, first scenes coming up. I think it was the 28th already. Yeah. Well, yeah, there was a preemption though because of an interruption from the inauguration last week. So it might've gotten oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the 28th of the 29th. So essentially this week as we record and uh, that we will see Sierra. But again, I don't think we're going to know that she is or Ben is going to know that she's alive as well in her uh, family that's still there. So I think that they'll probably drag that out a little bit. And as they do sometimes, as we're seeing a lot with the, the Nina's daughter storyline over General Hospital, when you're trying to wait and see if an actress might come back or or they're sort of doing that, they tend to keep things a little bit under wraps and maybe drag them out if they can, if they can, because who knows, maybe Christian Alfonso will do like a zoom or something. Cause I know when, when Allison Sweeney was off or Freddie Smith, they were able to zoom in or with Y and R they did it, that as well. So, so maybe something like that. Cause I do get not wanting to do the full on, like go to set, wait around, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say though, I don't know. I think that, well, first of all, this is typical Ron writing because if you remember <laughs> on GH when they killed Robin off, Robin popped back in on a Friday and we realized she was kidnapped. And then we didn't see her for like a month or so. We just knew that she was out there and alive somewhere. Kind of yeah. like what they did on Team Holly. Like we know Holly's alive, but we're not going to be able to get back to that until COVID's over. So Emma Sands, yeah. who has been battling long-term COVID, won't actually be back into the U.S until hopefully maybe the summer coming into the fall. So we may not see any resolution to Holly's storyline until maybe at the end of this year, which seems so far away right now. Um, but I'm but that's just it. the way that things are though. And that's one of those things, guys, that, that I know we may not like it, but there's not anything you can do. I mean, I she uh, people aren't allowed to travel. She had COVID. And same thing with Christian Alfonso. It's her choice. Like, she yeah. doesn't actually owe us anything as much as we, we like to think that like that's, that's her life and, and it'd be great to have her back. But again, like it's her choice. And I think that they'll try to do the best they can to address it as they well, did with the, you know, initial. Yeah. Well, I think what people have to also be very wary of and, you know, just be cautious guys, we might see a recast hope. And yeah. you all might have to be on board for that if you want a resolution, because it's either everyone complains that, oh my God, there's no hope, blah, 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 blah. Or you get a recast hope. And, you know, I saw, um, I've been watching Arrowverse on CW. Oh and yeah, uh, I love that for the longest time. It's uh, so good. 
I know I can't wait to talk to you about that, but I love Arrowverse <laughs> and Susan Walters is on there. Yes. Um, and I think she, yeah. I, she, she she's Caitlin's there. mom on the flash. Yeah. Oh. She is Caitlin. And I yeah. was just like, wait a minute. Why does she, she had glasses on, she had her, I said, she kind of looks like she could be Hope. And I was just like, I'm down. Like, yeah, they do look there. similar. And she was Diane Jenkins on um, Y&R. So it's really not like, she, yeah. It, I mean, she's already worked with Sony. So Sony, Sony, if you hear, um, maybe you can just bring her in and and, and kind of uh, wrap that up. Uh, but Lucretia, tell me, what's been going on on Soap Twitter? I haven't been on Twitter as much. Um, I should have been, but what, what's been happening over on Soap Twitter land? Uh, well, it, what was funny to me, and, and I have like so many notes, and I always laugh, but speaking of The Flash, before we go to Soap Twitter, I have a, a, a Flash joke that I wrote in my notes. It was like, uh, if this was the Flash YNR, Devon and Lily would totally date. <laughs> oh my God. That, was, that was funny when you brought that up. I was like, oh yeah, Susan Walters is Caitlin's mom on the Flash. I, so I, I had a joke in here. <laughs> Devon and Lily would totally date if this was the Flash. My God. Because I, um, I, I love their relationship. It seems so real. Because to her, uh, both Crystal and Brighton grew up on the show. They were teenagers yeah. when they joined. And, and I love them together. But not that way. No. Well, you well, you can see some people who they pray they play something so well. That's why I almost don't want General Hospital to make Finn's chase his father because they're so good as brothers. And I think yeah. back to Michael Easton. Michael Easton is a great big brother. He did it on One Night to Live when he was John McBain and Michael McBain. Like he's always been a really good big brother on any soap and TV show that he's played. So. I just, I love that. And I think he just does such a good job at it. So I would hate to have that ruined and him not to have a sibling uh, because he already has a child. He has Violet. Violet, um, who's adorable. And, and her and Chase are adorable. And that is the thing is I could go either way. I think I could accept it. Because again, that whole family is hot. Keep them around. Daddy Finn, I mean, <laughs> Daddy Chase, little Chase. Uh. The whole family, honestly. Yeah, whole family. Um, all the fans. I was like, why? <laughs> First of all, like, like, I can't. Like, the daddy is sexy. Yeah. The, the, like, they all got this, like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we get, oh, it's, uh, I can't, you know what? I have to be very careful because if I run into Josh Wicker, he's going to be like, did you say? <laughs> did you that, say I was so sexy? <laughs> did you say that I could get it? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> so, uh <laughs> moving on from that, though, because that, that's true. Oh, I know. And I I constantly have to worry about all the things that I think I shouldn't say when it comes to, you know, objectifying these lovely men of daytime. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, on soap Twitter, what I thought was funny was that on Monday's, uh, you know, soap day on the internet, and this is why I always get myself in trouble on soap Twitter, but but it's one of those you go down the rabbit hole and you're just laughing because people's observations are like Monday people cared about who Willow should be with so it obviously was a slow day and I'm like that's pretty funny and, and I, I I agree that everybody like like I Caitlin McMullen is a great actress but Willow is one of those characters that I'm like I'm just not that into and so yeah that probably and I know like not any but again every character has their fans and we can't have every character be Ava Jerome too. Yeah, so I just thought that was funny. Either. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. Mara, when she opens her mouth, 
it just just, go, with pop, talent. Pop. I'm just <laughs> like, what? I'm like, how did you, do you have an acting class I can go to? Like her and John Lindstrom are just- Oh yeah. And, and, and you know, last week we saw Lisa Lo Sierra and Wally Kurtz. Oh, I'm like, yeah. why the fuck are y'all so good? And, and when did this happen? And I'm, and, and, and it's moments of me seeing people like that. And I'm like, oh, I can't act at all. I ain't shit. Like, they're so good. Like, I, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Like, they're fired. They're so good. Yeah, one of my few uh, viral soap Twitter treat, tweets uh, recently, and I guess it's viral to all Twitter, but um, uh, this is a soap show, so we'll keep it there. And it was a yeah. soap tweet, was I was talking about how uh, it was the day that it was like, we had the Ava and um, Alexis scenes, and then yeah. Carly was kidnapping old ladies and not even caring, and Jeannie was giving Jason what for, like, Oh man, I was just like, you got Laura, Maura, Nancy, Jeannie. This is a masterclass in acting. And even Nancy Legrand was like, thank you. This is quite a compliment. Like, and I was like, yeah, that is a masterclass. You, and, and this is where I'll say people, we do have the powerhouse women, at least on GH. And I would say that the other soaps, you know, maybe except for B and B, I mean, they are getting material, just not that, the, the the best that I would say in comparison to the others for the leader, leading ladies. And to me, the, these leading ladies aren't 20 somethings either. Yeah. These are grown ass women. And I don't even mind when they don't act like it. That's kind of part of Carly's charm. <laughs> that, thank you yeah. for saying that, Lucretia, because yeah. honestly, I don't know why people, I'm just like, guys, do you have a problem with Laura Wright in particular? Because one thing we can't oh, say, Laura. Laura, Laura Wright can act her ass off. Yeah. So when I see Soap Twitter kind of going after, I'm like, are you going after the character of Carly? Or are you going after Laura Wright? Because to be honest, Carly has always been like this. And it does yeah. not matter. If, if Carly was being played by Tamara Brown this very moment, she would still be insufferable because anybody <laughs> Carly, like because anybody who basically says i'm gonna get with a man who is in the mob and you know i'm gonna put my children's life at risk every day just because i'm in love and i want to be this man is gonna be insufferable so it's the yeah, same he's not a good person like like but that's part of her charm <laughs> and that's why and that's why people love carly like she's hold up she she's now a mob wife again and so you're that people are giving Car carly's got that edge to her again and you know i'm like the only difference between laura wright and tamra brown's version of carly is laura brown doesn't wear leather jackets she mostly wears long <laughs> coats and and cardigans and tamra brown will always have on a leather jacket and jeans like but i i just don't get all the hate I do get the hate for the character of Carly, but I do find sometimes on soap Twitter that hate bleeds into talking about Laura Wright. And that is what I don't like because what we're not gonna do is say that Laura Wright can't act because Laura Wright can act her ass off. And like, that is like, and her and Eden together are like, bam, like that's that's the shit I'm talking about. So like- Oh yeah, I, I, I just, love Eden as little mini Carly. Cause in two guys, Ava's my favorite character. Ava Jerome is the best. So of course I'm usually gonna side with Ava, especially in this storyline that's currently going on. She is in the right. Avery is her kid and she's being the reasonable one, which is funny. Cause again, like Carly, Ava is not the best person, but at least I feel like, like she said, if Franco can do it, so can I, she's trying to be better. And I like when we have characters sort of redeem themselves and try to be better. But again, we know eventually Ava and Carly will be back at it again, which, which is nice. But I like that we have the dichotomy that sometimes Carly's a better person. Sometimes Ava, 
just uh, right now we're seeing it be Ava. And little mini Joss is just like, uh, Ava's so hateful. And I'm like, oh, you already got your daughter acting like you? Hateful, really taking her own kid and being like, I want you guys to be a part of her life. I know you love her and she loves you. It's like, oh, but we're going to ignore that. But that's what, again, sometimes when we stand or, you know, uh, certainly with Joss, that's her mom. She's going to go with her mom. Like, yeah. And people like, are mad at Ava. Yeah. People are mad with Ava. I'm like, who cares? None of y'all liked yeah. Morgan when he was on fans. You didn't like <laughs> Morgan. And, and let's be clear. Yeah. None of you liked Connor. Honey Falconeri or Kate oh, Howard. I didn't either. I was like, good. Uh, that's why Abe is my favorite character. It's like, oh yeah, you killed Connie. Great. <laughs> so, you know, definitely, you know, what I implore a lot of soap Twitter to do is make sure that when you're giving out hate, stick to hating the character as opposed to the actor. Don't tag them in things. Laura Wright doesn't need to see, nor does she, or should she care that you hate her. She doesn't give a fuck. She's still getting that check, honey. And Mar West does not care if you hate her. She's still getting that check, but these women don't deserve to see the hatred that you have going toward them. These are strong women. They are in strong stories. You know, even the hate that uh, Brienne Nicole Henry has gotten, yeah. she's, she is Jordan Ashford now. Listen, I worked with Vanessa yeah. Antone. She's great. Vanessa Antone is and amazing. Was, yeah. Van Vanessa is a star, but Vanessa has not played Jordan for some time now. So that role yeah. is Brienne Nicole Henry's until either she decides to leave or they recast it or whatever. And but they're not gonna do that because in what she's doing, she's doing well. And so I just wish the attack of, you know. Of, of actors would stop because it's a very hard deal. You know, Lucretia is an actress as well as myself and it's very, very difficult. We are so vulnerable when we get in front of screen, whether it's on screen or whether, uh, you know, we're doing an uh, audio podcast mm -hmm. soap opera for forever and a day, yeah. which you should definitely check out. But we're very vulnerable and getting those comments about us personally doesn't help. I would rather you talk about every character I've ever played than to try to talk about me personally when you don't know me. Like, and that's what's so crazy. Like you don't, like like soap fans, you don't actually, no matter how many cameos you sign up for, you don't actually know <laughs> these people. You don't. And I've gotten the pleasure of working with a lot of them and they're actually really, really kind people. And yes, some of them should probably log off their social media, looking at you, Ingo, but these people aren't horrible people. So I just, I just hate the hate that goes with them. Sorry, I got on my soapbox. I, I had to say. I know. And I was like, we're not even ready for my soapbox, which is, uh, you know, a little like that. And again, like you say, we're actors and we've worked with these people. And again, I mean, I will say you have every right, to, as long as you understand the difference between actor and character, guess what? You cannot like an actor and you can maybe feel like, uh, just a little side note, this is not trying to give anybody hate, but sometimes people don't always give 110%. And, and I know like Christian Alfonso was even honest about that. And that's why she left. She chose to leave because she didn't feel that into it anymore. And guess what? Right. That is some people. And and we do kind of pick up on those things, especially when we, when we know other people there and, and kind of what's going on a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and that can be, that can be a drag. But again, like you say, don't tag actors, even if people say stuff. Like, you know, get, now I'm just going to bleed into my post. Uh, my yeah, soapbox yeah, yeah. is, 
is so even if people say stuff uh, like uh, Larry Flick, who was on this podcast, he did give a little bit of behind the scenes info. And, and, and guys, he does know people. I'm not going to throw them under the bus uh, uh, that he knows. And some of the gossip we were speaking about does sort of affect people on the show, yes. But at the same time, this is an entertainment podcast. We were not saying it is news. We were not even saying it is fact. It was a lot of speculation. And if the worst thing I ever say on this podcast is someone doesn't look happy and dare say a woman may want to spend more time with her children, then great. If that's the worst thing you ever hear uh, in, in your words, uh, me say on this podcast. Because again, some of this comes from the fact that Every single actress I know wants to spend more time with their kids. And every single interview I've seen with most actresses who have kids are like, I wish I could spend more time with my kids, but this is my job. So if they have that option, and again, it was a theory um, based on, again, a lot of soap Twitter nonsense that is constantly always wanting certain people to be leads and not others. And okay, but you have to understand that, you know, People may not want what, what, what you want. And just like I said, Christian Alfonso doesn't owe us a hope return. She doesn't. Yeah. That, some other actors or actresses don't owe you less time on screen or more time on screen. It's a, it's an, and two, it's not always about what they want, yes, because again, they are an employee of General Hospital. And, and, and that is sometimes how the cookie crumbles, but let's face it, I mean, the theories that people are just so unliked by some people and that's why you don't see them all the time. That's crazy. So, I mean, and again, it's some of that may be true, but you'd rather believe that than they just don't want to be there. Cause some people have other passions. General hospital is just their job or example. Cause it's not just that any of the soaps. Soaps are a steady gig in acting, but guess what? Even actors don't always want to act. Like, I mean, Kimberly McCullough is a great example. She wanted to direct. So guess what? She left to direct. Yeah, she did. Um, wow. I mean, what you just said, that was a lot to unpack there. And yeah. I was so, like, <laughs> I, I literally leaned in close to my yeah. camera because like you were speaking so much truth. And so if you can just, Lucretia, for people who might not have got mm -hmm. a chance to listen to last week's episode, kind of give mm -hmm. us a, a, a small little background on what it was that you and Larry were talking about that you got so much flack on. I saw it on Twitter myself, mm -hmm. but for those who out there, I wanted to have you be more specific. Well, Larry addressed the rumor that um, Steve and Kelly may not always get along, and that's why one of, one of the reasons they probably decided to break up J uh, Jason and Sam. And again, you know, the comment was she didn't seem happy. I mean, and, and two, like, I've seen this with other actors. And then, of course, you know, again, being, uh, you know, having a master's degree in psychology, and that's something I really want to delve into more on this show is getting into that and sometimes again observations and again when we're making observations based on what we're seeing that isn't fact that is or what we're hearing or other things rumbling that isn't fact and no one indicated that it was it was addressed as a rumor mm -hmm. and two a lot of times we choose to address things in a manner because that's what you're talking about and that's yeah. my as a producer to bring up what you're talking about or or in that case Larry brought it up because again when when you're on you know the Twitterverse and again this is something that we see we're giving you some alternative theories because the one thing I want to do 
is sort of debunk a lot of the stuff. Like again, that <laughs> that the reason we don't have Liz as a lead is because somebody hates Becky Hearst. As far as I know, nobody hates Becky Hearst. She is great. But I also know that there are actors on the show who this isn't their passion. Their passion is writing comic books or making their own movies or whatever. So but doing guess, art, you know, you yeah. have, um, you have um, Sophia Maxson who plays Sasha. She has an entire fashion line with, with purses and everything. And uh, you know, yeah, and that's sister. so cool. And, and and so for her, it's like she loves to act. I do believe that, and she's very fortunate for GH. But I mean, she has that. You have Josh Swickert and his wife Lauren. They're starting to do other things, and so people have to get on that. But you know, a comment you made about they don't owe us anything. There are a lot of fans who do feel, and you yeah. know, kind of playing devil's advocate. They're like, well, I kept you on the air by watching because there has been this narrative that if it was not for the fans watching. Which is true. I will say yeah, that is true. I mean, objectively, that is true. But fans, plural, not one fan or not even a certain couple fan. And, and that's where I say that I love the term Stan because and I don't think people understand the negative connotation of that because Stan comes from the Eminem song Stan. <laughs> and guess what happens to Stan? He kills himself because he's so obsessed with Eminem and Eminem doesn't talk to him. That is like a dark thing. And if we're like being a light about it, like I stand Valentine, okay. But I understand that the, you know, that's that's a character and, and a character that that isn't gonna be on all the time. James Patrick Stewart does a lot of other things. Like and, and I think sometimes we have to separate it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing is you have to sometimes accept that. And two, you aren't the only person watching. And the yeah. the people, guess what? I know this may come as a shock to people. There are people that like Peter, that, that Peter, you know, is their favorite character too. And you have to think about that, 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 and, and this is where the, the narcissism comes in going into the psychology is like, I know we all, you know, have a little bit of this, certainly those of us who, you know, are on camera talking about it. But it's one of those that we have to understand it's not about us. And and we all have opinions and we all have things we like and we don't like, actors we like, actors we don't necessarily like. Absolutely. And that's called being human. But you have to understand that that people are going to disagree with you and that there are many other things at play and that you are an individual. And again, sometimes I do feel bad because some of these people don't even see themselves as an individual because their accounts are like, you know, character names and character pictures and they don't even put themselves out there and, and that's why i see i understand where you're coming from and, and i do uh see that that may be why you take some things so personally but at the same time we have to step back and we have to realize this isn't about us that the we in, these are entertainment whether it's this podcast whether it's the soaps it is entertainment and it is there to entertain us and guess what? If it's not entertaining you, you just hit that button and turn it off. And, and turn it and off. Yeah. I mean, Lucretia, you just spoke a sermon. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, to be honest, I mean, to be honest, that's that's how, how I feel about I see so many people um, on, on Twitter that has these soap character names. Um, you know, I see Sam. I see Maxie. I see Carly. I see yeah, Willow. Everyone. Yeah. I see I see sin I see this and then I see them with a picture of the character and, and and I just want them to know sometimes how that might can be depicted upon 
an actor because it can look a little bit like as you were saying, like Stan, and and it could freak an actor out when you do that. And so sometimes when your behavior comes across is that an actor might be like, mm, I don't know if I should be around this person. I saw something. This is a little bit off soap, but I want to say this. Um, so most of you know. Uh, Raven's Home and That's So Raven, um, you know, the show with Raven Simone and Annalise Vanderpoel. So Annalise Vanderpoel has actually had this fan who has been just overly obsessed, like incredibly obsessed, right? And this fan had, had would, would wrote to Annalise one day and Annalise answered her in the DMs. And this fan just continued to, like every day she'll wake up and post a picture of Annalise and be like, good morning to this beauty here, you know, and, and Annalise, and then she finally was like, Annalise, I'm so sorry, why haven't you been answering me? And she wrote it on Annalise's photo. So Annalise responded, she said, hey, I wanna respond. Um, and Annalise got a little flat because they were like, why did you respond publicly and humiliate her? But Annalise was like, at this point, she's been harassing me. And she's like, listen, I'm not your friend. I don't know you. Because this person was like, oh, I'm going to fly to LA and we should meet up. And like, I'll just be outside of Disney. And when you come out, we can like hang out. And Annalise was like, D please don't do that. I, I literally don't know you. I'm sorry if me making a mistake of... Um, answering you in your dms like confused you but like i'm not your real friend like i care about you i hope you're well as i care about all humans but like i feel like you need to find real life friends because i'm not your friend and so sometimes i feel like soap fans while you know they're like that's my family i feel like i grew up with them i totally get that but i can tell you right now I'm probably gonna get some flack for this, so I'm totally okay for you to come to me on Twitter, people. Um, if you walk up to Deidre Hall trying to be her friend, it ain't gonna be Dr. Marlena Evans that you run into. Like Deidre's a pretty private person, and yeah. from what I, you know, I I, I met her uh, twice. You know, being on that set, and she's very much like a get out of my way kind of person, and so I would be very careful about approaching not just soap stars but any celebrities as if you know them because you might get a reaction that will cause you to to hate them or to be very upset or to cause yourself harm especially if you worship and love them so that's just kind of a general rule just be careful how you approach any celebrity that you like because while they are celebrities and their job is to entertain if they're out having dinner with their family that doesn't give you a right to walk up to their table and say hey can i get a photo that's not no that's not okay either so we we kind of have to balance that i think they don't owe you and i know like again like you say people feel like with the, with the can and that is the unfortunate side of social media and the fact that we have so much access and and two that th those of us in the industry sort of understand even as colleagues sometimes of these people are interviewing them that doesn't mean we're friends either. We may know them and we may talk to them outside of work, okay? But like there is a difference in in acquaintance and and fan and whatever. I mean, and sometimes these things can can be all in one. I know uh, <laughs> a cute story. Uh, so I'm friends with an actress that was on Ash versus Evil Dead, and she told me it was so cute to watch like Bruce Campbell with. Um, Lee Majors and how Bruce was actually sort of fanning out. And like, so we have these, but there is this sort of, you know, playing field that we understand there is a difference in colleague and, and that people understand that separation. And that with social media, it can feel like if people follow you or people, you know, talk to you, 
that that is an opening for more and and it can be you know depending on the situation but especially when it when it is about just like you know fiercely defending people or whatever or tagging them when anybody you know says anything that you don't like and and you want to like you know do something about it it's like okay you have to you know say like especially if it's like breeding negativity or, or you know blurring that line how do you think they feel about it? Like, like that, and yeah. I mean, I had to check myself. When I first went to all my children's set, I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> these are people who I've watched all my life growing up. And listen, I don't condone violence or anything, but I'm about to say, see, I don't know. I <laughs> know, oh, we just keep like, stepping in it. I know, and I'm like, I need <laughs> by Lucretia and I. Y'all are probably gonna hate us right into this, but we're only speaking truths here, people. And, and I already have haters. <laughs> right, already. Right, girl, we keep haters. We, you're in good company. So listen, while, while I don't approve of violence, what happened with Brian Craig, I know it's not gonna be popular, what I'm about to say, but you cannot tag that boy and go into his mentions and say things like, we hope you die, we hope Morgan, like you're so oh stupid, you're terrible. Because then when he says things like, I'm gonna break your thumb or I'm gonna kill you or says some crazy shit like that, I don't agree with him doing that, but he's a human being and he stepped outside that box and said, I'm gonna defend myself. And sometimes we yeah. forget not all, not not just so These fans. Are people. Like, yeah. are people. I mean, Mariah Carey will do it all the time. She'll be like, "Fuck <laughs> you, I don't care." Like, and people have to understand. Like, listen. Oh, I see. Get- my favorite person to follow for that reason because he will just talk so much shit right back. <laughs> like, you don't. You don't get to say things because you feel like. Oh, I have, and listen, you do. Listen, again, kind of what Lucretia and I talked about, we're about to come full circle. You have freedom of speech, but you're not free from consequences. So if you are going to tag a well-known actor to express your dislike of them or their work or their character, then be prepared that they might say something back to you. And then your response, well, they're gonna lose me as a fan. All right, well, they didn't lose their job. So I wanna tell you people, Brian Craig did not leave General Hospital because y'all didn't like him. He won Emmys because of that role. Like, and, yeah. and he went to do a show on the CW. Like, like yeah, I was like, I, there's evidence. Like sometimes I think ABC. people don't wanna know yeah. the truth. It's like, yeah. yeah, well, here's evidence. Like this, like, like Jane Elliott, for example, people are like, why is she not on the show full time? Because she retired. She is nice enough to come back and and be a part of the show. Same thing with Kimberly McCullough. They're not interested in being on General Hospital full time. They said that themselves. It's fine. Like, they don't owe you. And Robin might pop in every now and then. But listen, there's really no need for Robin right now. There's nothing going on that we need from Robin. Because guess what? If y'all want to be happy with the fact that Robin is off with Patrick and Emma and they're living happy after. Hold on, you've, your mic cut out, I think. Oh, there we are. Yep, yep. can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So you, you just have to leave Robin alone and, and, yeah. and that character. But um, before we go, I want to talk about some performers of the week and winners of the loser of the week, because I know that we want to get to those. Uh, so who do you think was a uh, performer of the week in your opinion? All right, yeah, because I will say this yeah. was was my favorite performance of the week for YNR for sure. Mm-hmm. 
That waiter had one of the best performances of an extra of all time. That guy, he was so expressive and so fun. And like, I was like, I liked that he had fun with it. And I was just like, this guy's hilarious. I love this. But of course, the, the real one. Yeah, what? You literally have to. Yeah, and, and that was. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, you know, given a little bit on the extra. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was the mic was cutting out. But yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying with extras and and doing background work. Look, if you have a moment like that, and they're like, "This is your moment to shine," that's literally how you get promoted to under five. And then next thing you know, you're recurring. And the next thing you know, you're supporting. And the next thing you know, you are Laura Wright. So, yeah, I mean, not that she went down that path, but I mean, look, someone who similarly went down that path though was Martha Madison. She actually did a role on Passions as Lola, the waitress. And then next thing you know she's on Days of Our Lives, you know, playing Belle, and she's been playing Belle, you know, since. So I I definitely encourage anybody who is acting or want to know more, like when you guys go out there, you know, give it all you got. Even background people get noticed. So keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. And to me, that was so fun. I wasn't expecting it. So that was cute. But of course, the real performer of the week has to go to Miss Lisa Lo Cicero, because we finally are getting like into me. I wouldn't say finally. I, Liv was a character that I always didn't want to like because I didn't like Connie Falconeri, but Lisa won me over right away. I was like, oh, we're getting more Falconeri family. Ah, But then Lisa comes in and you're like, oh my God, I love this woman because she always has a point of view and it always has. And this was just really her time to shine again with all of this coming out and not just the portrayal of Ned, but you know, she thought Alexis was her friend and she was trying to help her, but really, it, and, and then she threw her mother-in-law under the bus, but I guess the joke's on me. And I liked that line because again, she then felt bad too, because she, what Tracy did was wrong and she figured it out, but Tracy was actually trying to help her. Meanwhile, Alexis did something to hurt her. So it was like all these emotions and somebody like Lisa who can make you like a character even when you didn't want to like them is the perfect person to do that. Like, I mean, she, I, listen, when Lisa, first of all, let me rewind because I want to say something about Lisa. Lisa, we were, I was at the general hospital um, after party for the Emmys a few years ago. And Lisa, I hope you don't mind telling the story, but I'll keep it as PG as possible. But Lisa was, Lisa was standing outside and I was just like, you do so much good work. Like you are so good in this role. And she's like, yeah, they keep telling me they're gonna give me something. She said, and I don't know when that's gonna come. Like they keep telling me they got plans for me and that they're gonna make me like the head of the Quartermain family. She said, maybe oh, yeah. me to Lila and leaning to him being Ned and me really being Lila. She said, but I don't feel like they're ever gonna really do that. And now they've done it. And yes. I wanna say congratulations to you, Lisa. You deserve this. This is, this is, it was exquisite. When she turned around and told Tracy, if you touch my child, I will knock you out. Like she was like, <laughs> yeah. I am not the one. Like that was, so, that was, that was so real. And I was just like, oh, she means that. Like Tracy, if you go, touch him, it's a wrap for you. And everyone's just going to get on board with your ass getting kicked by Olivia because you deserve it at this point. 
Oh yeah. And, and I love me some Tracy and I loved how authentic this whole storyline was because again, Jane Elliott and Nancy Lee Gron are friends. So they just work so well off another, one another. Wally and Jane have this long history of not just playing mother and son for so long, but lovers oh, before. And I, I remember even Wally calling in, I wasn't there that day, but calling in when Jane retired her last episode to our after buzz show, even because he loves her that much. And you really see that. And even when they're doing these hard scenes, it just, feels that much more real because all of these people they really are so personally connected and and that's why i mean this is pure general hospital and one of my favorite things of last year was the uh live on the trip with robert with ethan and the whole spy caper that was classic gh and it was so fun and so for that to sort of umbrella into this and 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 this is where i say people be patient uh, even if you're the actor, sometimes things do work out and they are listening when, when, they, when they are helpful criticisms that they can change. Yeah. And I, and I think that they will. I mean, there have been some winners and losers of the week, though. Done, done. <laughs> We, yeah. we definitely got to get some music for that to make it really sad. But, I know. Um, I was like, I should get sound effects. Um, but yeah. And that to <sighs> me is like. The the winners and losers was always a fun thing I like to do, and I know Andy Cohen does that as well. But it's it, Liz to me, Liz getting that POV with Jason, and I love you know since she's been with Franco, we yeah. get a lot of that. And again, this is something that those of us who who may like Jason, but we don't like his pairings, except for Robin. Except I'm I'm excited about Brett, but. It's like with, with uh, Liz and Sam both, we are getting their point of view. We are getting them pushing back on Jason because love or hate Jason, he uh, is kind of toxic when it comes to a relationship because there are two people that matter to him more and always will. But again, the, in Jason's credit, it's not like he didn't say that. He has Sonny and he has Carly. So everybody else is going to be secondary yeah. to that, including his own children. And that includes Jake, even though my favorite part of General Hospital, because I'm Petty Betty, is that Franco gets to raise Jake. <laughs> but yeah, I loved Liz just oh, dragging Jason. And the whole aesthetic of it, being at the boxing gym, her outfit was very much like knockout punch. That to me was beautiful directing. And no one does a bitch face like Becky Hearst. That, like, I literally want that as my wallpaper if I was willing to part with my naked Alexander Skarsgård picture. Is her bitch face being like, oh, I'm going to cut you, bitch. Like, no, it was she so went good. In. <laughs> yeah. She said, having fun. And he's like, what? She said, like, she let him have it. She said, he's more of a father oh, yeah. than you've ever been. Ever like, been. she laid oh. his ass out. And I was just like, get like, this ooh. shit. She spoke, she spoke for yeah. all the fans um and jason had to take that shit because he knows yeah. when jason ain't shit and jason ain't never gonna be shit um who do you <laughs> think was a loser this week for you oh i'm sorry the loser this week definitely has to go to mr jack Devereaux. and again as a newer days viewer I do not get the love of Jack. I mean, I'm loving Jennifer because I love Katie McLean and, and I were getting, and again, I, I didn't see much of Melissa Reeves before coming in because they were sort of on the back burner. Cause I've only been watching since April fool's day, but it's, it's so interesting to me to see like the reaction to of Jack possibly having a kid, but I like how it's like, yeah, he totally could have. And he even's like, yeah, I guess I could. And I'm like, so why do people like this guy? Apparently he's a rapist, but I mean, yeah. Here's the and thing. People only like the character of Jack. Yeah, I mean, he's an anti-hero, you know, to be yeah. honest with you, because uh, Jack, you know, Dave Ross was my first soap, um, so I have a lot of history of Jack Dunbar. Yeah. Um, 
you know, through all of the all the men who played him, uh, most notably Matthew Ashford. Um, I just think it's time for Jack to get his due diligence. And I mean that to say that Jack Devereaux has always been only existing because of Jennifer. And for so long, Jack Devereaux was not on the show. Um, and it was just Jennifer. And so I think this is very interesting because while Jennifer is on the show, People love to say that he cannot exist without Melissa Reeves. Well, he's actually existing with the character of Jennifer, played by Katie McLean, and having a front burner storyline. So I'm actually yeah, happy. That's for interesting. I like Win, and I feel like while I call him a loser, this might actually be something I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good one. Um, do you have any more that come to your mind for this past week? <laughs> oh yeah, so I, I put a few honorable mentions because as I am loving the Victor Victoria, like I am loving Bad Girl Victoria. That's why I'm a little disappointed that they're go trying to reignite Billy, uh, you know, with Victoria and Billy in this Lily triangle, which I'm enjoying Billy and Lily, but I was fine with the triangle with Amanda and making Victoria sort of care so much about this when her being this badass Victor type character was so much more interesting. Why does every woman have to need a man on this show again? Um, but and it's hard too when when summer though getting all that dirt on Sally and again I'm confused as to why people thought it shouldn't be Flo considering that was at, uh, Sally's exit storyline and I enjoy Flo again I I don't care about the backstory of these characters so long because I'm not that big a fan of Sally either so it helps and I'm always team summer because everybody's always giving her crap so I like that summer gets to be the hero and not crapped on in this but. Uh, and I just hate that that we're making Zach, uh, Jack Abbott look like a, a dum dum. I, I agree with that. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Jack. Like it's time to go. Yeah. Like I just, I just don't want to see Jack with like a little girl because that's what I see. Summer, I'm uh, not Summer. Um, Sally. Oh, Sally is. So I'm kind of yeah. like not wanting that. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know why. This is one of those where they confuse as we want Jack in a great story and a romance would be great because Peter Bergman does that so well. But with Sally, I mean, it, and two, I feel like this will hurt his relationship with Summer. So, so while Summer is winning this week, her and Jack's relationship is one of my favorites. I love when people have this familial connection with somebody that isn't actually their family, even though she thought he was her dad for a while, which is really weird with Kyle, but okay. They're cute, yeah, and yeah. I love them. And that's why Summer's got her man. She, you know, has gotten past all that stuff with Billy. She's on top for now. I like that. For now. She, yeah, she's on yeah. top for now. I agree with that. Um, yeah, and you're all time. I see for something, you know, when we're in the green room, <laughs> it seems like you have an, it seems like you have an all time favorite, uh, all time loser. Like, oh, well, what do you think? Who, who's uh, that? I, I mean, who else could it be besides Liam on Bold and the Beautiful? Because I love me some Scott Clifton, and kudos to that boy for, for doing this role so well and taking it in stride. And I feel like Liam's sort of like Jason in where I don't like him in relationships. And again, I'm a new viewer, guys, with this one, too. What I don't like the relationship aspect of this character, but I did enjoy his scenes with Wyatt. And I'm like, oh, this family stuff's not so bad. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy Scott as an actor. But Liam, it's just like, oh, the same thing, apparently, over and over. And this, oh... I mean, he can't even commit to veganism. That was probably one of my favorite tweets I saw. Someone said, that boy can't even commit to veganism. <laughs> yeah, I I feel so bad because mm -hmm. 
I just, Lim is another character that I wish that they would just lean into with, just like we were talking about with Peter, because Lim is a dick who doesn't think he's a dick. And (laughs) at least Peter knows that the decisions he's making aren't good. And you'll see his face being like, shit, that's not good. Lim literally thinks what he does is right. So I hate that. But Scott Clifton plays the fuck out of that role. And Scott is such an amazing human being. I love hearing what he has to say uh, about everything. I mean, my winner of the week goes to Liz as well. My loser goes to Jason because the way Liz (laughs) put him out of there, I was just like, bye, Jason. Um, but then I also have winner of the week going to both Emily O'Brien and Marcy Miller. Um, yes, I feel they like were so good. Yeah, they were so good. And a lot of people have were saying that, oh my God, Marcy Miller finally stepped up. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. She I don't know like if they the know that. She, she's so good and she's so kind. And Marcy Miller actually, like, whenever a recast comes in, the writing changes for the character. How awkward would it be to watch Kate Manzi portray? the Abigail that we see through Marcy and how awkward is it? I mean, we saw it. You yeah, know, they're very Kate different, Manzi yeah. Back, Kate Manzi put on, the, and Kate Manzi did an interview, the creature that I thought was really interesting. And in her interview, she said, hey, she's like, um, you know, it was really awkward for me to come back and play the role of Gabby, you know, when I had uh, the dissociative the, the identity disorder that Abigail mm-hmm. had, the illness. And she's like, because the way that Marcy portrays her Gabby alternate personality is the way that I already portrayed my Abigail. So that yeah. was a little rough for her because she was just like, Abigail's already uh, I'm all up in your face character. She's like, so it was different for me to do. And so for Marcy, it's great that like now that they have molded these characters together, she's like, Gwen, I could knock your ass out and I can still be sweet and kind. So <laughs> yeah. you know, shout out to her. And Loser actually, Loser actually goes to Okay, again, I'm probably gonna get some tweets. The loser actually goes to not just a character, but also an actor, because I feel really bad for the actor, Tanner Novlin, who plays Finn on Bold and the Beautiful, because he was introduced as this new character that was going to take Steffi out of the limb hope triangle, and that he yeah. was going to be this brand new like love interest, and he was gonna be her future love, and you know that was gonna be their story, and they were gonna have their own story as separate from limb and hope. And I feel nice. like now yeah. he's being used as a plot device. It, it would've been nice, but he's now I feel being used as a plot device that more than likely might have him adapting some of the personality that we saw from Thomas once upon a time, and yeah. then making him the bad guy, and eventually him getting for leaving the show and then Thomas ending up with Hope and Lim staying with Steffi. And so I, I really hate that for him and I hate that for his character, but it does feel like the writing is on the wall for him on that one. Yeah, like I just don't understand why they always have him in the Cosby sweaters, but you know, maybe it's like what you're saying. Uh, it's foreshadowing and maybe he's going to be a little more Cosby like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wait, that shouldn't oh, be God, funny. Harry's like, like, why did I laugh? That's like, so funny. No, and why did I smile? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, look, we can, we can accept, but like, no, yeah, he, I, I do understand what he's saying is that he's coming off, he's coming off as a good guy who's not such a yeah. good guy. Um, and that's upsetting because that's not what a lot of the fans feel that they were promised. And like, no one's happy about uh, Thomas Hope, um, you know, Finn, not, not, I'm sorry, Thomas Hope, Lamb, and Stafford Redux. No one yeah. wants that. No one liked that. When, when yeah. Finn first came on camera, people were like, Yo, Yay. this is great. Him and like we got something new, and like now it's like completely going in a different direction. But you know, this is this is great. We got to hit a lot of soaps this week, man. Like it's always fun doing this with you. 
Oh yeah, this was really fun. And it's funny. I had so many notes and jokes, uh, but again, we just get to talk in here and, but Hey, there's always another day. <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much. For another day another time. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cause yeah, we, we have forever and day. Right. Um, but speaking of that, where can they find yeah. you Durrell uh, on social media? If they want to keep up the conversation with you. Absolutely. You can go to my Twitter, Darrell Anthony. You can also find me on Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony. And also Facebook, I have an actor page, Darrell Anthony. Please go like it, comment, um, anything. I really appreciate all of your support. And I cannot wait for you guys to continue to join myself and Lucretia doing Believe in Soap Operas. We're very excited to be bringing this to you guys every Monday. Um, at this time, 6 p.m. Eastern, and it's it's going to be a blast. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things, and please give us comments, thoughts, and concerns on things you'd like to talk about as well. Yeah, exactly. We always love to hear your thoughts. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. But before you go, the first soap opera that went back to its audio roots during quarantine, Forever and a Day, is back. So be sure you're subscribed to that as well. It's on all the podcasting platforms where you can find this one. New episodes every Monday and Friday. So stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.